And good evening, everyone. Another exciting, this is becoming more and more and more exciting. I'm loving where it's going. And uh, tonight we have a special guest, Ken Berenger, who will join me shortly. I'm going to be showing a few things in the meantime. So uh, let's get right going with it. Lots of people here tonight, super proud of y'all. And this is uh, the Waters of New Gold. And it really is a new asset class. And tonight we'll be discussing how that is so, and how it is the uh, world's only vital, scarce and recession-proof market. Uh, today is the 11th. Thank you all for your fine birthday wishes last Monday, the 8th. It was a beautiful thing. And it reminds me that literally just before my birthday last year, we had our first, Ken and I, <laughs> We're in shock as we saw the oil prices first take a dive based on Wuhan having stopped production for a month. And we went, oops. And so literally the first, I think the second or third of February of last year, we went into high gear to figure out what to do uh, to take really a, this problem with slow water, water deals and resolve it. And here we are a year later and things have changed so much. So. Uh, we'll be uh, getting into that in very, very specifics. As always, the we have a uh, safe harbor statement that says we do our very best to tell you what is going to happen. Uh, but of course, there are risks and uncertainties. All right, so now I'm going to play a little video that uh, you know I think you're going to enjoy, and I'll tell you how come it is that I'm playing it. But let's see, let's see what's going on here. This is Texas. All right, so here's our cutting area. We cut all our piping to length. That's gonna be needed on all the skids. And then it's, of course, adjacent to the welding area, so he doesn't have to carry it a long distance. So we uh, get our drawings, we cut, we fab. From the fab area, we'll take out to the skids. So after that pipe is cut, other components are added to the skids. What you're starting to see around here is partially finished and finished products of what happens in the process. So what we got going on right now, the big unit is these, it's a twin 125 gallon per minute RO system. fabrication process. You see vessels loaded on it. The membranes will go inside and that will do the filtration. You see the piping that has been cut, welded by the certified welder. Okay, next to it is the pre-filter. Pre-filter will be the first thing the water from the customer or the client hits. It's going to hit our pre-filter, then it's going to go through a pump, 
And then it's going to go to the RO. So that's the three components right now. That's what the main project we got in-house right now. They use it for uh, filtering out uh, water for gold mines for usage in their process. We can use this for large lagoons in residential areas as the water evaporates, solids fall into the water. Water needs to be clean so people can swim in it. It can be chlorinated. So lots of uses for it. Three skids in this project. We have a cartridge filter skid. We have a pump skid and we have the chem feed skid. Those are used for a certain process. What we've been prefabbing inside is going to eventually end up in this trailer. If you want to turn around and look inside, you can see it in the middle of construction. Okay, so what we have here is the, where the finished product is going to end up. These come to us in just an empty 53-foot trailer, and we end up putting the lighting, conduit, RO unit, electrical, prefiltration, the whole system where the customer comes in, hooks up hoses coming in, hoses going out, and then you hook your electricity to our main disconnect. At that point, you simply push the button and you start filtration and making uh, RO reverse osmosis product water. Wow, that was a very good little snapshot, sort of video logger style of progressive water treatment. Now, why do I play it? Because a gentleman was there uh, yesterday in Texas. He's Argentinian, but he has he and his partners have property in Point St. Lucie, which is the north end of the whole Miami West Palm corridor. And this he signed a non-binding um, memorandum of understanding, as we call it, or or um, basically an intent to invest in this fund. And now he was wanted to see, you know, wanted to touch and see and touch. And then this morning, Tom Archicello and I, Tom is our chief operating officer. We spent several hours with him in person. <laughs> Whoa, getting to uh, know each other, answer questions, uh, as opposed to doing it all on Zoom. So that was very, very productive and things are going along nicely. So I'm going to bring up another uh, interesting topic before I get to the main story of the day. A lot of you have heard about this hack that took place. It was a, a Florida water system hack and Krebs on security. And some of you may know that I came out of security software. The last company that I took onto the NASDAQ or prepared for the NASDAQ was a security company. I was the number two. And, um, Krebs on security is a major newsletter in, in the space, and uh, this got all the way there. So, you know, what's what's the, what's this all about? I wanted to show you a little bit of the story here, and here it is, Krebs on security. What Krebs liked about this was that the, the county sheriff did a very good conference and was very open. This is Oldsmar, which is not far from Tampa, and the north side of the bay. There was a hack. Now, the hack was stopped, and... Um, supervisor was watching the screen. So a human being stopped this hack. Now, this is the weakness of centralized systems, right? Because look, it's impossible to make a perfect system. Something will always be hacked. And so the more you centralize, you know, back in the 50s, we thought centralizing everything was wonderful. Look, make it all central, big, big central mainframes, 
big you know, central train systems, everything. Now everything's decentralized. Well, this is a really good reason for water to be decentralized. And um, there are, and this is one of the reasons that there are 54,000 drinking water systems, many of them very small. Only 15% of them handle 80% of the people. So there's a lot of very small ones out there and they're underfunded. Um, you know, that story about uh, Compton. Compton ended up with brown water because a very small drinking water system that served uh, the city of Compton was underfunded and ended up, um, you know, failing. And uh, Compton, I think to this day, has a lot of, a lot of people have brown water there. Not unhealthy, but it certainly not a situation they like very much. That is a very interesting story because it says we need to have more stuff happening at the edge. So if somebody hacks into, you know, a trailer park lagoon water treatment system, whoop, whoop, you know, it's not going to do a big deal. It's very different from the hacking into a municipal system. So I think that's the point I'm trying to make here. And uh, it certainly made the news. I think we're going to see a lot, lot more water stories make the news as we go forward. Now, Earlier today, I talked about the real estate to water tsunami. And today I've got Ken Berenger, my co-strategist, joining me. And uh, Ken, why don't you say hi to the people? Hi, people. <laughs> How is everybody? So, uh, Ken, welcome aboard. Um, and, and the reason you're, you're here really is because you are at the front line getting the, a huge amount of, of traffic on this. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little recap uh, of the business model for everyone. And then we're going to talk about what you're running into and what we're doing about it. Speeding up water deals. This is a slideshow some of you have seen before. It's worth redoing how funding is the key. The problem is slow water deals. Why capital cycle? CapEx requires major approvals. Because it's a big investment, people tend to go, you know, like they used to say in the 80s, you know, you can't get fired if you take IBM. Well, that changed. But back then, that was the you know, it was very hard for anybody else to get in. For example, even in uh, antivirus right now, we have a problem with uh, Norton being the king, right? And it's very hard to get in. The other thing is that customers are not in the water business themselves. So you're a brewery, you're a trailer park, you're whatever, you're not in the water business, why are you paying for it? And you may not have the money. Uh, here's the other big thing for us that we've seen is that it takes months and months, sometimes years to do a deal. And this kills profitability. And the last minute, some big company will come swooping in, offer of you know five percent less, grab the deal that you have spent months on. So, what's the solution? It is to offer pre-funded systems, and also systems that can't be stolen. But I'll show you that too. All right. So we're talking about water purchase agreements. That is a commitment uh, that is just like a, if you're paying the city, you're paying a water company. It's on the reg. It's like paying rent, it's like rent and utilities, right? It's even it even gets paid for by the PPP program. <laughs> you can even get it, you know, it, it's that routine. And labels a playing field. There's no, you know, why, why would anybody worry about uh, a machine that's delivered for free, right? Now, here's the big, you know, angle, edge that we've got is we invested since 2018. June 2018, we brought in uh, modular water systems, and these systems are roll in, roll out. Well, then all of a sudden, you can rent systems. They're not in the ground, you can take them away. It means you don't need a 15-year commitment. You can make it much shorter. And it's a major barrier to entry because other people, they have big old concrete systems that go into the ground, et cetera. So having a mobile system is key. In fact, I'm going to show you a page from our forecast for modular water systems to give you an idea what goes on here. So 
Dan has five patents, which we have licensed with the trade secrets. And he's got this uh, incredible software that, that builds these automatic systems. And uh, he's an industry guru. He, I'm, I'm going to re- have him record one of his webinars. They're rather technical, but we'll do a little excerpt. You'll love it. But people are like demanding that he tell them what's going on. So we're the licensee. We have this master license. But here's the thing. Look on the right-hand side there, and you'll see that you've got basis of design. A bunch of them are yes, right? And this is very, very interesting. These are basically descriptions of the applications. And where it says yes, it means that the client has committed to our design and has specified it in the requirement, okay? So that is a major differentiation. Okay, now, if we look, take a look at how this WPA works, well, then, of course, just like a solar deal, bang, they sign a, the, the, the water purchase agreement, just like a power purchase agreement in the solar. And we build it, deliver it, and pay on the meter. And that's a done deal. And I've also told you about how last year we developed the Waters of Career program. We now have a whole career building site. Uh, people are logging in, getting training right now as I speak. I watch them log in. You send out a waterpreneur, this waterpreneur can win by selling systems that are already pre-funded. Uh, let's say, for example, this hotel system that we sold that's not going in, they convinced the hotel to have better water. They said, well, I'll sign here and you know, 60 days, whatever it is, you'll get a system or maybe less. So that's, that's really, really exciting. Now, here's what's, where it's starting to get really interesting. Real estate investors are freaked out in this marketplace and they want to diversify. Tell me what you're running into. So, um, you know, the old saying, be careful what you wish for. You know, I, I, made, a, I made a very, um, it was a very innocent inquiry uh, of a couple of um, folks that I know that are, you know, in the commercial, uh, uh, commercial real estate business. And the inquiry was, hey, um, do you know anybody in the transaction side of the business that is, you know, kind of contending with or, or you know, fielding a lot of calls and activity on folks that are, that are getting a little skittish, getting a little nervous? Where, and I don't mean, what I really mean is folks that are working twice as hard to make half as much, right? You know, in collecting rents and, and with, with tenants moving out in uh, office buildings. And, you know, he kind of chuckled. I spoke to two folks and, you know, the first guy just kind of chuckled. He said, well, you just described everybody. Um, I said, okay, um, can, you know, let me give you kind of an overview of what I'm looking at. And uh, I got lit up. Within four, I mean, I got a phone call. I told you, Riggs, I got a call at quarter to 12. <laughs> I'm falling asleep. I got Will on the phone. Hey, Will, can you, t- Ken, can you talk to Chris? Yeah, I, I guess I can talk to Chris. And it, literally, conversation went through past midnight. He hit me up first thing in the morning. He's having a meeting with us next week. Um, and in that time frame, that same fella sent two other transactions into the business. Uh, these are, uh, he was a, he, he was a, uh, these folks were mortgage, uh, commercial mortgage lenders. Uh, he was a mortgage broker. And then, then a second fellow I had sent me two. So I literally spent the entire day kind of <clears throat> explaining how we could, we could take these folks that are in kind of a tough spot, a little bit of, you know, they see a little smoke on the horizon. And we could essentially help, I, you know, the way I shortened it, because without getting into the nitty gritty is, we can help your clients diversify into a far superior asset and there's a very strong potential for a huge tax benefit here. And, and I said, so what's the downside? I said, you know, not, nothing that we've seen so far. 
so my whole ca- my whole calendar next week is is lit up with speaking with these folks, and it's going to become a very pleasant problem of just literally singling out those those you know those perfect properties for us. Right. So obviously, we're not talking here about about bringing in. We don't want a lot of uh, crash truck, you know, right. crash no, no, right. nothing radioactive, right? So, but we want we want people who have good properties, but they would like to diversify. Maybe they, you used to be okay to do nothing but real estate. Well, mm-hmm. in the current marketplace, it's not brilliant. You should at least have some Bitcoin, right? But <laughs> not going to get into that. I bought some. But, okay, all right. <laughs> but what's great is that when you do the 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 the, the pro forma on this, and I'll, I'll go through it, it's pretty. It's got some great great returns. And it's got some very good protections. We'll talk about that. All right. So as I mentioned, we have this three million dollars now in place for preliminary commitments, two million from the, pre- the people we were speaking to last couple of days, and then one from one of your people that you were talking to, Ken, and then more in the in in the offing. Now, currently, progressive water treatment only builds a unit, sells it, and moves on. Well, now because it's a service contract, we're going to be operating the system for the investor. We're going to be providing the service contract. And Origin Clear gets management fees on the fund. And this is very, very powerful. And I need to mention that we're getting a tremendous amount of help from our Ivan Ants and Artie Marin. Ivan and his wife, Bella, uh, you know, um, decided to invest themselves personally. And that was part of the show last, last week. And their, their rule of thumb is that $100,000 invested purifies 1 million liters per month. So this is very, very powerful. I call it a concept right now because... We haven't yet implemented, so I don't call anything real that I haven't implemented. But you know, and in fact, what I should do is actually share the screen so you can see what the heck I'm showing you. <laughs> Here it is. You know, we we have this uh, great team. Now, what I wanted to do was go over to the spreadsheet and just show you a little bit about what this. At the core of all this is what we call the rental investment structure. If we imagine that a machine is being rented out to an investor. Uh, uh, an investor is in, is is going in on uh, equi- financing equipment, which is not what's happening currently. This is a future model. We're, we're doing this for ourselves. We're being the company store. So we're being the quote unquote investor, right? But you can see that all these things are built out where there's a rental, there's a piece for the investor, percentage for the operator, which is again, progressive water. There is a, um, a percentage for service, for downtime, et cetera. And at the end of the day, you end up with a very nice internal rate of return, 17% over five years. If you factor in tax, taxation is 34%, but that's uh, not the case here since we're doing our own fund. Now, what does that look like when we turn it into a fund? Now, let's say we got $10 million. We've got various expenses. We put units in, into operation and we get out to month uh, 13 and this, is, this imagines that we've done 74 systems in a year, which is probably ridiculous, but it's, it's uh, basically my way of saying, look, we're going to spend the money as fast as we can and then basically collect rents. So we start generating positive rents uh, in month 13, you know, 25% to the investors, and that goes on for quite a while. We get out five years out, we've paid out $3 million in net, net profits on $18 million in rents and everybody's a happy camper. I do believe, by the way, these expenses can be dramatically reduced. That we've been very conservative about expenses, you know, management fees and so forth, but it works. We've, we've blown it out to 25 years. So this one fund, which just operated actively for one year, now has generated $100 million in, in rents over 25 years. 
and uh, $8 million in net profits. Okay, now how does this pencil out for the investor? Well, the investor, $1 million plus, goes in on a subsidiary of the company that we're creating right now. Two days ago, I met with, uh, actually it was yesterday, I met with the lawyers at in a long conference putting this together. We're creating a wholly owned subsidiary with firewalls for the investors so that they, their money is protected no matter what. Nobody can come in. And also there is a person, not me, making the payment decisions so that an, an external person is named to actually do. So, we don't, so it's not an origin clear piggy bank. That's very, very important. There has to be a lot of confidence. So let's say you've got a million dollars invested and it goes over five years. Um, obviously, they convert 100% whenever they want. When they do convert, then the, the dividend stops, obviously. Also, the dividend stops when the net profits start. So you don't, we're not going to pay dividends and net profits both. And so, you know, I'm not going to get into crazy out there stock prices. Uh, you know, it's, it's better to say, look, um, let's just assume that we're not going to have uh, a $4 stock price because there's things like, like as, we, as we grow, assuming our stock price grows, which I believe it will, that there will be recapitalizations okay. and so forth. Exactly. Okay. But as you can see, the potential profit for the investor on a million dollars is about triple his money, right? So he's quadrupled his money, actually, more than quadrupled, uh, almost five times his money in five years. And even if you look at a much shorter timeline, let's say just 12 months, well, it's still three and a half million dollars. So the dividends is a very small piece of the picture because it's also, and part of it is also that there is a warrant. A warrant is a right to buy stock at a discount to the market price. And this is a double uh, warrant. And so that factors in nicely. So this is a very nice package. But remember that the investor's security is really that they have, that the, their, their investment is in a, you might call it a bank or a finance company that is walled off, that has its own protections. He's a senior secured creditor for, for his investment, his or her investment. and as equipment goes out, that person has a security agreement where they are able to file a lien should anything happen. So this is very, very important. Now, invest, I'm not gonna go into it on screen now, but at the bottom of the screen, you'll see Series R Private, where there's a preferred Series R offering, which is much more aggressive than this in terms of upside, but it is not secured in the same way. So for example, an investor might want to invest you know, 800,000 here and 200,000 on the Series R and spice up their returns. And, you know, yeah, there's some risk on the 200,000, but there's very good uh, security protections on the 800,000. So very interesting ways to do it. Now, here's why this is important. When investor, real estate investors try to get out of real estate, they have a problem. They have a tax problem. They are looking at the fact they can't do this rollover 1031 exchange anymore. So how do they get out? And this is why they stay in. Well, we can offer this tax formulas that allow us to essentially absorb their, their gains or defer them. There's a couple of different ways to do it. I'm not going to get into the details of it because it's uh, really a taxation thing, but we've worked it out. And so here's, I think, Ken, what you're running into is real estate investors going, wow, I can make Uncle Sam pay for my exit. I can get into a high performance uh, new asset class right? and it's protected and it's got great yields and da, 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 and it's fast growth. And it's not this hasn't crashed, not likely to crash like real estate, oil and gas, et cetera. 
because water even, in fact, when things get worse, water gets more expensive. So it's actually a counter cyclic asset, right? It's against the economic cycle. It takes a minute, but then you can hear the, you, you can kind of hear it click when they finally understand, when they, when they understand the paradigm that this is still an asset investment. It's just one that will, will get better as things get worse. Literally, Correct. right? Now, go, okay, you know. Ken, what is coming up here is that I don't think we're talking about a $10 million fund. We're talking about a series of $10 million funds. Yeah, at least. And which is great because we're, we're, there's going to be a, you know, we execute on this. Of course, our revenue explodes. We have great assets. We end up on the NASDAQ. All kinds of things happen. But also each fund will be somewhat less generous. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. We won't quite, you know, like, well, maybe the dividends aren't quite as much, whatever. You know, there's so the, the things that will, it will become more and more routine. We're going to reward people for being pioneers and jumping in first. So. Well, it's like the Airbnb early round, right? If you look at the returns on the on the round one and round two, they were phenomenal. The ones just prior to the IPO were, you know, maybe three to one. Oh yeah, the 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 whole Airbnb model was a beautiful thing, and uh, and of course that's where we're going to go when we eventually uh, go to do. I'm going to, in fact, I'm going to pull this up on screen right now. I think the early investors were 50,000% return and the most recent ones were 9%. <laughs> so that's not that great, you know? Well, here's like uh, people like Ashton Kutcher invested in November right. 2010, a series A, and they got 10% of the company for $7 million. Right. And they had a, a total return on investment of 157,000%. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, fa factually, because of the very high valuation post IPO, even the debt rounds that were done, you know, or the, or the, the Series F, for example, well, it's still got 255% total return on investment. So they tripled their money. The point I'm making is that if you can make these things work, it's a beautiful thing. Now, Airbnb, that's the model we want to do down the road. In other words, what we're doing is we're practicing with our own fund. We believe that the home run is to set up a marketplace so that people can go directly from investor to water company. And we open it up to all investors and all water companies in the world. And I think that's my personal opinion. That is a billion dollar model, but it's not going to happen overnight. We want to spend time doing it for ourselves, learn the lessons, really understand you know, how strong of a model this is and so forth. So that kind of gives you guys a, a quick look and, um, you know, there is a plan for an asset-based uplist, which is what this is all about. And uh, if you're interested in looking at this MOU and to, and to uh, see what, you, what you'd be getting into, please talk to Ken. Ken, your, your ears must be burning because um, you're, the, you're the master. Anyway, there is a way for people My to- My phone is pinging, actually. Uh <laughs> nice, nice. But uh, anybody wants to talk to Ken about this or, or just plain old investing, if you want to do less than a million dollars, is you just type oc.gold slash Ken in your browser, grab a, grab a slot. His days are filling up massively. I wanted to also mention something very important, and that is that Ken and Devin are working on the Trusted Investor Conference. That's anybody who's invested more than once in one of our private placements. And why do we say that is because they invested once and they were brave enough to invest again. And anybody who's a trusted investor will tell you that we have bent over backwards so they could win, so they could be positioned 
for the exit of the company. People who have stayed with us have been taken care of in a very fair way. Most people who hear about what we do to keep our angels from being crammed are pretty amazed. Now, there's also, if you're one of our investors and you're worried about locking in your, your price, because we were locking people in on the downside right. price protection, but what about locking them in on the upside, you know, so they don't feel they have to convert fast, fast, fast as the stock price goes up? Because little birdie tells me, and I never check the stock price, that our stock price is doing pretty well. Uh, and I would have no idea why, because I'm only deals with fundamentals. You can tell when a CEO is lying when he claims that he has nothing to do with the stock price, right? <laughs> but nonetheless, we do focus on the, on the fundamentals. And Daryl tells us it's nine cents a share. Well, thank you very much, sir. In fact, I'm looking at, was it nine, it closed at nine and a quarter per share. Volume was half a million shares, not bad. Now, m is it Mako? Makoe Seawright, I hope I'm not misspelling M-A-K-O-E, Makoe Seawright says, I'm thinking of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and how it would work in that area of the world. Very interesting question. We're talking about really a product line. You know, we have a product line. We've been playing with things like the pool preserver, but that's only, that was the test of water as a career. As you saw in Progressive Water, and that was very cool that Stephen put together a little explainer on what RO how RO works because a lot of people just don't know that you're pushing stuff between these incredibly thin layers and so forth that we're building things like, for example, pond treatment systems. Like uh, in Wisconsin, you've got a huge amount of dairy farms and they all have problems with manure that's often just being trucked, trucked off site. So um, that is a perfect application of our technology. It's been really interesting. Um, but what I think we've got here is a channel to raise a lot of money that is going to be used in a very direct way. And this morning, the investor was asking us, well, what do you, you know, I just visited your Texas operation, nice guys, but they're going to get overwhelmed by all this business. And we told them, no, 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 no worries. Origin Clear is at the top of the pyramid. And if Progressive Water can handle it, we'll give it to other great companies we know, like at Edge and uh, Atlanta and, and so forth. These are great companies that we know very closely. And, you know, we'll go ahead and farm out the business. So all of a sudden, it'll become a rising tide of floats all boats where we have a fund that not necessarily putting the business through progressive water treatment. And of course, we'd like it to because we get to keep the profits for Origin Clear. But it's more important to, 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 to rev it up as this thing goes into the tornado. So I'm excited, as you can tell, in a way that I haven't been for, for a long time about the water industry because we feel that we're finally cracking the nut here and changing conditions in the industry. That, that we're finally you know, coming around to uh, having a, a real accelerant. And this is gonna be so much fun. Uh, I'm, I'm blown away. So Ken, thank you very much for being all over it. Um, I'm going to be adding more personnel to help with these deals. If uh, any of you know of a good associate level investment banker person, that's kind of who we're looking for, who can do, who basically stay up all night, <laughs> stay up all night. I love investment bankers, but I would not want to be one because it's a very punishing job. So we're, we are recruiting because we'll be doing a lot. Imagine we, we say, oh, somebody wants to get rid of a piece of real estate and invest. Well, we're gonna have to go do the due diligence and evaluations and this and that and the other thing. 
lots of details. So I'm excited. Uh, we're going to, I feel that we're, that we're well on the way to building a capital fund. And with that, I'm going to tell you that it's been wonderful talking to you all. Thank you for being on board. Many, many people join us tonight. And um, I couldn't be happier with the way things are going with the help of Ken here, Tom Marchesello as Chief Operating Officer, Ivan Ans and uh, Artie Marin as uh, Philanthrope Investors, helping us build water philanthrope investing and the entire rest of the team. Gina Lowe asks us, have you been invited to help in Flint, Michigan? Here's the problem with places like Flint, Michigan, is there municipal disasters. You're being invited to help for free. Why? Because, you know, Elon Musk threw a bunch of money at it and so forth. We would love to help in Flint, Michigan, but realize this, a lot of people have been trying to help. Uh, at the end of the day, we are not there to do, um, we, we're just not able to do large scale, you know, $100 million projects for free, we're just not in that position. But having said that, do you realize that South Bend, Indiana is far worse than Flint? Nobody, because of all of the, uh, what they had like a, uh, um, refrigerator factories, I think there or something like that. Tremendous amount of ground pollution there, much worse than Flint, nobody's talking about it. So there's many, many, many bad sites. These will have to be cleaned up. Our job is to pull away the work from the municipals. Imagine that Flint, Michigan didn't do the work because somebody else did. Now we have an ability to improve condition ourselves by decentralizing the water industry in the same way that computers, cell phones, et cetera, self-driving car, solar energy are all decentralizing. So that's where water is going. Thank you for being with us. It's been amazing. Have a great evening. Ken, thank you for joining. Good night. Good night.